Welcome to Boobs, Booze, and Other Stuff, where no topic is taboo. Booze is on deck, and I keep it real, real interesting. Hey, 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 welcome to BBOS. About six months ago, give or take, I had a very cool guest on my show. He's a master upcycler, visual gifts, big time, always been in the carpentry trade, and on occasion, he's the center of some controversy, in a good way, in my opinion. Please welcome Endless Empire owner Ben Smith back to the show. Howdy, Ben. I'm back. Broken. How are you? I'm all right. All right. There's only one way to, to broach this topic. All right. So... For my viewers who are on, you know, YouTube and Spotify, you'll see this. But if you're just listening in, you're going to have to pay attention to the commentary because you won't be able to see it. But I highly encourage you to get on YouTube or Spotify to check this episode out. But Ben, I came across him originally on TikTok. He has a huge TikTok presence, by the way, by and large because of who he is, what he does, and uh, what he creates. But uh, Ben, unfortunately... When I got on TikTok, I've been off the line a little while, I realized Ben had a very serious injury. So Ben, I'm going to let you take the wheel here and kind of let everybody know what in the world happened. Oh, man. Well, everybody has serious injuries. Just when? <laughs> When's it going to happen to you? <laughs> I just fell off the ladder and broke both of my wrists. That's all. I think when I fell, it was like everybody, when they heard about it, it's like, wait a minute, Spider-Man fell? and this guy doesn't fall off things (laughs) give me some backstory though okay so what were you doing how far did you fall okay well the backstory is really bizarre because i had a a barn raising party where i brought in some people from different states that wanted to come volunteer their time to help me build my barn well i had dropped them off the airport they were all going home so i was basically done with the party but i had one person left at home and I went to brace something up. And when I came, because I knew there was going to be a storm coming through. So I was afraid of the, the walls are 14 feet tall. So I was afraid the walls would get blown over and squash my grain bins, cause a bunch of damage and all. So on my way down the ladder to uh, put up some braces, for some reason, I fell. Like I didn't just fall. I went backwards and I landed about eight to 10 feet away from the ladder. Like when I fell off the ladder, I went flying backwards. It's not like I just fell. I felt like I was pushed. And I am thoroughly convinced I was pushed. Wow. That is bizarre. Well, I'll do a TikTok video explaining all of it and show the pictures of the crime scene and where I was laying and let everybody else do the math. But I'll tell you this much. I went off that ladder with so much force that I reached out in front of me and I've always got a plan. Like if I fall, what am I going to grab a hold of? I'm always thinking about a backup plan. And when I started to fall, I grabbed a hold of this block that I nailed between the floor joists. I put my hand on it. And when I went backwards, I ripped it out of its place that I nailed it in and it broke into three pieces. And when I went backwards, I kicked the ladder so hard that I shattered my big toe on one foot and I stubbed it, bruised it really bad on the other one. And that was at the third to the top rung of the ladder. 
that broke my toes. So another 14 feet down is when I landed on my back. That's when I broke my wrist. I literally can't even imagine that. Who came to your aid? So I did have one person left here. Her name is Brenda. She was from Yuma, Arizona. I'm in Idaho, right on the border of Idaho. She drove up. She had a couple of days left. She was welding on my railing. And I did have two people on site when I fell. And so I was not home alone like I typically am. If it was a normal day, I would have been laying there by myself and not been able to move. Divine intervention. Yeah, because literally when I hit the ground, I looked at both my wrists. And I could tell just by looking at them, they were broken. And I had a feeling my toe was broken just by the way it felt. Yeah. Because I just tried to stand up was quite a bit of work, honestly. So you have two casts on or you have? Well, this this one's removable. This is the hand that broke three bones on. This one's a hard cast. This one's in worse shape. Because it was dislocated for four days. The emergency room missed the fact it was dislocated. So this hand has got some nerve damage because it was dislocated for so long. The radiologist even missed that it was dislocated. It was the surgeon that pointed it out to me because I said, you know, my right hand hurts a lot more than my left hand, but it's only got one broken bone. This one's got three. Like, why does this one hurt so much worse? And he says, well, that's because it's dislocated. Did they not reset it? I'm like, what? No. (laughs) So the surgeon at that point, well, you went four days. Let's just wait one more day and reset it when we do surgery. So he didn't want to put me through more pain trying to just reset it for six hours, basically. Ouch. In a word, ow. All right. So what date did this happen? So, a date to remember, September 11th. September 11th, I fell my own two Twin Towers. So, I got my own. Wow. A lot of interesting things about this story, that's for sure. (laughs) All right. So, you fall. You finally kind of get some medical relief. I guess the broader picture here is this is your livelihood that's pretty much taken away, right? Because you work with your hands. This is what you do. Yeah. So... What happens in in the interim, right? So you're out for how long? When will you actually be able to return to some activities? And so a minimum since the first surgery is they're telling me a minimum of eight weeks. So two months. Okay. And might take longer because I also tore my rotator cuff. That we have not done uh, an MRI on or anything yet. We're just going to hope that it. Takes care of itself in eight weeks. (laughs) No more surgeries, please. (laughs) I heard that. I heard that. You know, what I know about you. I mean, you're a go-getter. You're super active. That's, it's what you do. There's a lot of ways, I guess you could look at this. You know, a part of me looks at like some unwelcome forced downtime, if you will, which certainly is never my favorite thing when it's forced on me. You know, it's one thing to enjoy some downtime. It's another thing when it's kind of forced on you. And it can happen in life. It's like you said, and get injured. But what's the takeaway for you in this and in, in the time that you've been out? Any upsides at all? The downsides are obvious. Oh, the upsides. Yeah, the downsides are pretty obvious because I did lose a job immediately when I told the people I was working for that I was down for eight weeks, that I had a five-year contract with. They immediately replaced me. 
like immediately. Wow. They had, in two days, they had somebody lined up to take over. I don't blame them. Two months is a long time to have something sit with nobody touching it. They'll give me yeah. work as soon as I'm able to work again. I'm not worried about that, but it's, it's the whole uh, two months down of not being able to generate an income. I'm able to do some things. Yeah. Like I've been running my planer the last two days, uh, making material, but that's for my own place. So that's not creating me any kind of income. That's just right. keeping me busy, keeping me going. Because I can run machines. Yeah. If I don't really have to grab too much, I can let machines do some of the work. But as far as yeah. my day job, there's nothing that they can do. As far as uh, the good things coming from it, well, I, I learned how much of an impact I have on the TikTok society, I guess we'll call it that. I was blown away with how much support that I got. When that happened, my phone blew up. My notifications started blowing up. Like everybody was really concerned. So that was really uh, surreal to see that kind of activity going on where yeah. people cared so much. Because my TikTok, if you watch my TikTok, I get a lot of hate speech. A lot of it. <laughs> and when I got hurt, nobody had anything to say about it. Like everybody was pretty kind. It's funny how that works. I mean, we're both a couple of people who can draw in some different sentiments. But, uh, you know, I definitely I caught another clip about how people had really rallied. I mean, that's your livelihood. You know, it's like a pianist that gets two broken hands. You know, you're not a pianist anymore. You know, I mean, it's real. It's humbling. I mean, as you know, injuries are very humbling. Very health. I mean, when we think about health. My first day when I got back from the emergency room and... uh I was kind of starting to manage my pain a little bit. I started to go into a little bit of a shock where reality was setting in like, uh, Ben, you got nothing to do for the next two months. Yeah. <laughs> like I had so many plans and I was supposed to be in Texas doing a grain bin build this fall. I was supposed to be going out to Indiana to do another one this October. So those both got X'd out plus my own build that I've been saving money up for and, and material to get going. And then all of a sudden I finally get there and not today, <laughs> not tomorrow. Yeah. Br breaks on. Yeah, breaks on. Breaks on. Yeah. I mean, cause you've been working on that property for what'd you tell me before over seven years. So I'm into it at least seven years. It might be eight years by now. Okay. Okay. As far as constructing on the property, I think I'm pushing five years now. Has your merchandise come along? I know that was something we had talked about. So merchandise, and I've talked to a lot of people that have big followings, and merch does not really move much. It doesn't really make anybody money. It's okay. just kind of, an, honestly, a nice thing to have there. And, and my merch never really moved much until I got hurt. Oh, like, okay. it's, as soon as I got hurt, two days later, before I even had the GoFundMe link that my brother made for me to put up on my website and everything. Very Before nice. I had everything up, my uh, merch page had 1,200 views two days after the accident. And wow. people started buying stuff before yeah. my dropshipper even decided to make a promotional shirt. It's a discounted shirt. He's not going to make okay. any money making the shirt. So the t-shirt's $10 and the hoodie is 25 which yeah. is really cheap for a custom-made 
that's very, very reasonable. Yeah. So those, very. my drop shipper is not going to make any money on that. So he well, wanted to mark it down nice. enough that maybe he can move an, enough product that it would make a difference. How's the tool line coming along? The tool line? Forward motion? It's not. Okay. Kind of on hold? It's on hold. Trying to get sponsors is a little bit tough. They're coming along, but it's tough. You can ask people and they say no. It's a process. And you know what's funny is you've got a following and certainly you found out that people really care a lot. But like you can have somebody who's your good friend and they won't help you with a damn thing. Business is different. It like separates things out. I mean, but the ask is always, I think, toughest for people. I think it's a numbers game. You will hit that somewhere along the way, no doubt. But it's just getting things lined up right in the universe to make it happen. Oh, it's definitely a numbers game to get. If you're talking about getting sponsors, like they look at your following number. Like DeWalt is one of those tool companies that will not give you a sponsorship until you hit 250,000 followers. I can't get there. Yeah, I can't get there. Okay. I keep losing accounts before I get there. <laughs> if you can't total up all the accounts that I've had, then I've got 500,000. I've not had an account last me a year. I always get them Damn. taken away. Enter the controversy side. <laughs> you know, it's funny because like my base, and I don't even know why. Hey, follow Ben. My peeps, follow Ben. But look, my base, I don't know what's happened. It's just gone up exponentially over the last four or five episodes. Who knows? I don't know what the rhyme or reason is, but go team. That's all I have to say. Go team. Heck yeah. All right. So listen, I do want to talk to you about something a little off the beaten path. So you sent me a video, the uh, Hayoka Empath video. Yeah, I recall that. Now, for people that are unfamiliar with that term, you know, empath even, forget the brand, you know, it's somebody typically with, you know, a higher level of empathy, right, Mm -hmm. to some degree. But oftentimes, and maybe I do think this is true of you and me, we don't always come off that way to people that don't really know us, right? I mean, I think that's fair in some ways. Like, if people know you, Ben, they're like, damn, you know, he's a great man, right? And if people get to know me, well, I don't know what they'll say, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's a uh, 50 50 but uh you do care about people i think that's just kind of who you are you've got the quick wit i mean if people look at your tiktoks which i highly recommend look at ben's tiktoks damn it follow him follow him but you know you have a good sense of humor i think you can read the room you know i was looking at some traits you do have people that react emotionally to you big time i think that's pretty evident on your tiktok mm-hmm. i definitely I think have i see that I get a lot of uh, mail, like I'll say via mail, like actual post office. I get a lot of DMs. And if I haven't followed people on TikTok, they find me on Facebook and then they start sending me messages through Facebook, which I've got three accounts on Facebook, the business accounts plus personal accounts. So everybody finds me. What people say to me is the only reason I keep doing what I'm doing because To put up with the kind of shit that I put up with on TikTok, there's got to be some silver lining that I'm looking at to be able to muster how negative a lot of people can be. It's definitely behind the scenes what people reach out and say to me personally. Yeah. You're honest. And I know I tend to be honest, maybe to my own detriment, sometimes too honest. I don't know. 
But, you know, I think you always come off that way. You come off very honest, very, uh, you're just likable. That doesn't sum you up completely, but you are very likable. I remember back when I first started watching your stuff and I was like, yeah, I mean, you're just like easy to listen to. And plus people absolutely love what you do and what you create. I mean, come on, that is a gift. You know, but part of that empath stuff is being creative and kind of having that childlike wonder of the world, which I think you have. I mean, you have that vision. You're sitting back now and you've got some time on your hands, if you will. Have you had any like productive, just mental thoughts about what you're going to do when you get back to it? Really, the only thought that I've really had in this downtime is I did say I was going to write a book about my life to this point and uh, really go into detail. Autobiography, is that what it is? Yeah, so I want I want Got to do yourself, one of those yeah. so people can grasp who I really am. There's quite a few things going on with me that are a little bit off kilter, which for one, I'm severely dyslexic, which dyslexic people have a super creative side. Um, yeah, that's you. When you go back to the empath, that video that I sent you, empaths also have a creative side. They're able to see things for what they're not. It's really hard to explain the empathic abilities I have without sounding crazy. So I don't really like to try talking too much about it, but I will tell <laughs> you this, this much, everything that you take down, like me taking down barns, saving antiques, using reclaimed materials on everything, yeah. there are energies in all of this stuff from the previous owners, from people that might've been latched onto it. And I will tell you this much. Before I learned about all of my empathic ability, I didn't realize how much energy I was putting into one building. I actually had to have a priest come, bless the house, and chase out some demonic entities that were haunting me because they were making me feel honestly suicidal. And I moved into this wow. house, and I had spent my entire life dreaming about moving here. Like I had this goal set for a long time and I'm like, why am I so depressed when I finally got everything I was looking for? Like I don't have debt, I like everything I owned, but I couldn't figure it out. And I started doing videos and started recording things and I started picking up things. So I've actually got images of entities. I've got images of demonics. I've got proof of every single thing in my life as long as they have haunted me. I've got bite mark pictures. I've got everything to document all this kind of detail. But like I said, I don't like to talk too much. Like this isn't something I'm going to do on TikTok because you start yeah. talking about this kind of realm. People start questioning you a well, little bit. Look, they're skeptics, right? They're skeptics. They're skeptics. It's the, the Ghostbuster mentality. But the thing is, I think unless you're in somebody's shoes, you don't know. I mean, you're part of the empath stuff, honestly, is being able to discuss like unconventional things. Yeah. Not everybody's capable of doing that or not everybody's willing to listen to stuff like that, right? No, That's they're not. Thing. So I can usually tell who I can say something to. I can yeah. send things to people and I sometimes I know it's going to hit them a little bit rough. Sometimes I know they'll accept it right away because. One thing about being an empath is you can see past somebody's fake facade that they have in front of them because yeah. an empath will pick up on the person's body language, their physical energy that they're feeling, like if they're nervous, an yeah. empath will usually pick up on that. 
if somebody's lying to me straight to my face, I can tell. Like, I can tell bullshitters from a mile away. Well, you need truth. Truth is always the best fucking defense in the world, in my opinion. The old truth will set you free, much like education. But it's painful, I think, maybe to personality types like ours where people will try to bullshit you and lie. It doesn't work for me, personally. It just doesn't work. I'm not a fan. No. Yeah. But you are a powerful personality. And I encounter this all the time, too. Sometimes it's tough for people to deal with people like us. And again, people don't know you. Like, if they knew you, they hear what you're saying or they see you, whatever, how they see you. But they don't actually know you. They don't know what day-to-day ordinary life is like for you. They don't know what you encounter. And, you know, it's always easier to, like you say, you get these naysayers on TikTok, but they don't know you. That's a big difference. Yeah, you brought up a really good point because I get called all kinds of things on TikTok. Uh, A lot of my videos, people would say, this guy's just flexing his money. That's one of the things that a lot of people would come at me with is like, this guy's so wealthy. He's so rich that he can just do anything he wants. Well, if people watched me enough on TikTok, they would know that if I've invested this seven years of my life into building what I'm trying to build. Yeah. That doesn't scream somebody that's rich. That screams somebody that's trying to get them. Like a rich person would turn around because I fell and I hurt myself. A rich person would just call somebody, hire them, and say, will you just finish this for me? Finish framing this, put the roof on it. You know, there's no way I'm going to get that building done unless I get people to donate time or I get my hands back to where I can start slamming a hammer again. Do you still have the GoFundMe deal going? I do, and it's going pretty well. Can people get to it through your TikTok, or how do people get Uh, to it? On my TikTok, it's on my main profile, the endless dot, dot, dot empire. It's actually, I took my website down, and I put that link directly on there, so they didn't have to go to my website to get to it. Okay, okay. All right, so So people listen up. That's a way. Yeah, it's tough. I literally, <laughs> it's the right word, I empathize. I solidly do. I've, you know, had a serious neck injury, and it took me out of commission for a while. Now, I was okay enough. Don't get me wrong, but it's humbling. I don't really care if you're okay or not okay. It's humbling. Anytime something puts the hard breaks on your life, hard breaks, I mean, it's humbling. When I caught that video, I was like, oh, my gosh. You know, I've realized I was actually a little disconnected from TikTok. And and then I saw that and I'm like, damn, I hated that I didn't know it, you know, sooner, by the way. But uh, yeah, it's humbling stuff. I'm glad you had people come the right way when they realized instead of that bunch out there that they just can't help themselves. We know. We know there's haters. Haters going to hate. Yeah, there was one person that did say that about my GoFundMe when I first hinted that there was going to be a GoFundMe. Somebody said, this guy that builds all these extravagant, expensive buildings, I don't think should be pushing for a GoFundMe page. Well, most of the buildings that this guy's talking about, that he's seeing me build and do everything, that's my day job. That's not my property. That's where I make money. And now all of a sudden, I'm not able to do that. So he was completely off base when he came at me that way. Did you ever settle that score with him and let him know? Or how did that work out? I think I just blocked it. Okay. So like, cause some people just won't understand. I did do a video reply about it, but I did not do a direct comment reply. So he didn't see it. 
Oh, gotcha. Okay. And I didn't address yeah. him directly. Some people will just be negative just so yeah. you can spike their profile. Because if, if I call oh, people, yeah. sometimes they'll get 20,000 views off, yeah. off just being a yeah. jerk to me. <laughs> yeah. See, that's the thing about press, good or bad. It's all press, right? Yeah. 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 So I try not I to that. do any clapbacks anymore and, and try to set people straight too much anymore because I, I realized that's what was going on. I'm like, no. You want yeah. to be a jerk? I'm not going to help you out. Yeah, I second that. People like that generally don't need a lot of help anyway, you know? It's like, people, you can pick them out. Like, I literally, I actually made my TikTok account private. I had to get some people off of it, you know, because my podcast isn't growing because of the TikTok. You know, that's not what gets me all these listeners, so... That's not what's driving my podcast, needless to say. So I finally, I went private on some stuff. I like just, I'm not dealing with people like that. You know, you don't get to come for me. Nope, not happening. Yeah. I finally have less room for that now because it does suck up time and you realize you are giving them press. You know, and I'm just not really here for that either. I'm with you on that. See, we're riding the same wave. Well, damn, Ben. I'm going to let you go. I saw your hand is so swollen. Are you, what are you taking for all this? Anti-inflammatory something? What do you, I mean? I got Tylenol and ibuprofen. I'm taking yeah. those. Two. I mean, that looks, your hand looks pretty darn swollen. I hate that. Yeah, hate, it's swollen because it was dislocated. He told me, because I have no feeling in his fingers. He said that's because yeah. my Ooh. wrist was dislocated for so long. It was putting pressure on my nerves. So he did a carpal tunnel release on that hand because it was dislocated. That's why this hand is so numb. Ouch. Well, how are you otherwise? All right. So I know from limited experience, I had a very small fall once off a counter and um, you don't always know exactly what's hurt right away. The obvious things, obviously, you're, you know, I hate that your hands are in, in the situation. But so what about the rest of your body? You know, sometimes you don't really realize what the full scope of that type of fall well, it was, it was basically just my hands and my two big toes and okay. my right rotator cuff. That's enough. My That's head, my head, my back, my neck, you know, considering how far I fell yeah. and landing flat on my back with a tool belt on my back, which my hammer rides on my back. Yeah. You know, Ooh. considering that I landed flat on my back, that I didn't hurt my back, my neck or my head is just. It's luck is what it was. And, uh, yeah, it's some damn good luck. Yeah. Yeah, that's like the, the four-leaf clover exponentially. <laughs> yeah, that's some pretty good luck. It's crazy. And like you were saying, you felt like it wasn't just your garden variety fall either, you know, but still standing, still standing. I'm thankful, Ben. I really am. I'm thankful that you're all right. I appreciate you coming on the show again, especially while you're, you know, in recovery mode. I I certainly hope you have a really solid recovery. I hope you get some pain relief. Hopefully that swelling goes down. And uh, hey, all my base, follow Ben, damn it. Check him out on TikTok. He's a good guy. Check out his work. He's just incredibly talented. If I haven't made that abundantly clear, you go see for yourself. Hey, maybe uh, Ben, send me some pics. I'll put them in here. I want people to see the stuff you do. But uh, I've got this tall, this is not a thin bourbon over here. But uh, I'll drink to your recovery. Cheers. Thank you. Well, it's time for a refill. Join me for my next episode of Boobs, Booze, and Other Stuff, where I vow to keep it real and real interesting.